The parsha uh, this week is uh, the parsha of Shalach, and what I'd like to do is make a uh, a comment about the parasha at the end of our parasha, the parasha that's called the parasha of Tzitzit, which we say every day attached to the parasha or the Kiyum of Mitzvah of saying Kriyat Shema. And this, uh, just, just read through it, we all know this parasha. God spoke to Moshe, speak again to Bnei Yisrael, so this pasuk is taken to mean you put the strings on the edge of the of the beged, on the the ends of the beged, and then you add to that a ptil techelet, one single strand of tchelet. I'm not speaking now about the uh, about the halachic discussion about what a ptil is and what tchelet is, but we understand that there was this noticeable string hanging down. This will be tzitzit, the a difficult idea, like what is re'itemoto mean? What does zechartem mean? And certainly uh, the explanation in the in the Chumash is hard to fathom. Why should the Ptil Techelet remind me of all the mitzvot of the Torah? And V'yitem should Kol Mitzvot Hashem V'asitem Otam Lo Tatur Achred V'avchem V'achreinichem and you shouldn't like wander off after your hearts and after your eyes. That uh, this, you know, is a well-known, well-known problem, uh, which unfortunately in Israel recently hit the news. I mean, I'm not telling you what it was, but uh, you could imagine the worst. Again, this idea of remembering. And you will do all the mitzvot. What does that have to do with tzitzit? Which is a single mitzvah. And if it's some sort of a very general statement, you could say about anything. So why was tzitzit chosen? And you will be kadosh. You will that word, you know, that difficult word. And so we see that it ends, I am the God, your God, who took you out of Mitzrayim to be your God. I am your God. So uh, we see that the Parashav Tzitzit has words that we understand but contextually, they become very difficult. Right? Rashi, look at the Rashi. Vasulem tzitzit. Al-sheba ptilim ha Right? The tzitzit, it's named tzitzit because they're talking about those strings that hang from it. Those are the tzitzit. Uh, and then uh, Rashi, in his way, Quotes other word other uses of the word 
the next Rashi, Tchelet, Tseba Yerok Shel Chilazon. Well, I mean, it's like a greenish color that comes from a Chilazon, which is some kind of an animal that comes out of the sea. So the Gemara says, Uzchartem et kol mitzvot Hashem. So the question, of course, is how do you remember? How do you remember everything that is written, everything in the Torah? Well, how does the tzitzit help you with that? So uh, the answer is, the answer is, sheminyan gematria shel tzitzit sheish Tzitzit, if you count the, if you give the numerical equivalent, right? Tzitzit is according to Rashi. You have to add another, another yud. Like if it was spelled with a full spelling, we tzadi yud tzadi yud taf taf is four hundred. Tzadi and tzadi is one hundred and eighty. And two yuds is two hundred, is four hundred, and two hundred is six hundred. That's what Rashi says. Minyan gematir shel According to Rashi, didn't really matter how it was written in the Torah at this point, but you could count the full spelling with the two yuds, and then you get six hundred. You get six hundred. There are eight strings and five knots, and you count all of that up. Right, eight and five is uh, thirteen. Thirteen times four is uh, fifty-four. Anyway, it comes out to six hundred and thirteen. Okay, that's what Rashi says. So it's a kind of a difficult thing. I mean, how do you expect people to remember such a thing? This gematria. I mean, they have to know Rashi. <laughs> It only works if you know Rashi. If you don't know Rashi, I mean, so then it's hard to be called Mitzvot Hashem. What did they do before somebody figured out that there was a gematria here? Below Haaretz, to go and look into the land. The heart and the eyes are uh, the ones who bring you to sin. The eye sees, the heart desires. said how they wrote, and the body does, does these transgressions. Right? So then you have this uh, fact that uh, appears several times. Rashi in Pasuk Memalaf explains Ani Hashem Ne'eman so this is Rashi's position in general that the word Amen and Ne'eman are connected to each other. Uh, so when we say Ani Hashem he's not saying I am your God, but you know about God, you know something about God, and the thing that you know about God is that he's Ne'eman L'Shalem Sachar Elokechem God is also serious about paying what he what is owed for the good people. This is why I redeemed you from Egypt in order that you should accept 
my edicts, אני השם אלוקיכם, עוד למה נאמר כדי שלא יאמרו לישראל מה אמר המקום, לא שנעשה וניטול שכר, אנו לא עושים ולא נותנים שכר, על כורחכם אני מלכיכם. As God says, it's not exactly a deal. You do something, I do something. Right? And we skip דבר אחר, but אני אשר בלוקחם, it has to be this way, God commands and we do. דבר אחר, לאו נאמר יציאת מצרים, אני הוא שהבחנתי ממצרים בין שפה של בכור לשאיננה של, טיפה של בכור לשאיננה של בכור. I, God, was able to distinguish those children that were בכור, firstborns, and which were not. אני הוא עתיד להבחין ולהיפרע מן הפטול הקל אילון בבגד ואומר תחילתו I will be able to tell in any case which tzitzis has the die which is really תחילת and not קל אילון that was some kind of a fake that's a second interpretation Right? That's why you see, because people might be attempting to dye the tchelet or the, the strings of the tzitzes with the tchelet dye, and they would be simply counterfeiting. It's the third interpretation. Rabbi Moshe Darshan, Takti, Laba Nisvecha Parashat Mekoshesh, the Parashat of Odazar Alomar. Why does the parish of Mekoshesh, the one who collected the fuel or the, for the fire on Shabbat, the parashat Avodazara, so this is how we learn that if you are Mechalel Shabbos, it's just as if you were Oved Avodazara. Shafi Shkulak Ekola Mitzvot. And that too is equal to all the mitzvot v'cheinu ha'omer ba'ezra al har sina yeradeta v'titein l'amcha Torah u'mitzvot v'et Shabbat k'otshicha hodata lahem v'av parashat tzitzit l'kach nismecha l'eilu l'fi sh'af hishkula k'neged kol ha'mitzvot sh'nemar v'asitem et kol mitzvotai so these become the Serious mitzvot, right? Shabbat, tzitzit, avodah zarah. Right, all of these kind of uh, are equal. These mitzvot are equal to all the mitzvot. Okay, so so if we had to ask Rashi, if we had to ask Rashi. I mean, in what way do the tzitzit? Uh, remind us of all the mitzvot. The only answer that we have in Rashi is that the tzitzit, uh, somehow, if you could look at them in a curious way, you come up with the number 613, and if you come up with the number 613, then you're able to... Uh, okay? What does the Ramban say? The Ramban, if you look at the sheet at the third line, Vitam. הזיכרון הזה שיהיה בציצית לכל המצוות. כתב רש"י, רש"י, he quotes רש"י, 
מפני המניין של ציצית בגימטריה שש מאות ושמונה חוטים וחמישה קשרים הרי תרי"ג. So the Ramban first quotes Rashi. You know that the Ramban uh, depended on Rashi. He says it himself in his introduction, in his poetic introduction to his commentary on the Torah. He says that Rashi, of course, is, uh, is, is what he depends on. It's in the Pasuk. And it's true that he disagrees with Rashi many different times. But that doesn't apparently diminish his respect for Rashi. So this is Rashi. And then he says, uh, He said, I don't understand. I don't understand Rashi. That after all the word tzitzit in the Torah, as it is printed, Right in pasuk, in the uh, in pasuk lametchet, and all the all the pesukim, it's always written tzadi yud tzadi taf. The second yud is missing, but Rashi's gematria doesn't work unless you put in the second, uh, the second yud. There's, there are other opinions about the Chutim also. Beit Hillel says there were enough to have three of them. You don't need four. And after all, you only need two knots to hold the tzitzit in place. I mean, so the Gemara goes on and says, obviously, this first Kesher has to be, the first knot has to be Midoraita, because otherwise it would come into conflict with the Isur of Kilayim. Right? Lamali Akaimalan Atochev Tchifa Achat Enochibu. So we would, we would. Uh, so the Ramban says that there, are, there's, there are two problems with Rashi. One problem is that. One, one problem is that the word tzitzit in the Torah is written with only one yud, tzadi yud, tzadi taf. And the second problem, the second problem that he finds is that, there really aren't four strings according to all the opinions, nor aren't there, the. Uh, the uh, more than two dots, really, and maybe only one is the writer. So here's his answer. Here is the Rabban. How do you remember all the mitzvot of the Torah? The chut, the string of treles, made with the color treles. Shiromez, lemida hakolelet hakol, shehubakol. So what is it that does it? What does it is Shiromez, and we know that Rashi quotes this Rebbe's as well. Lemida Hakolelet Hakol Shehi Bakol. Okay, what does it say? The, the the pasuk says, pasuk says in 
What petil techelet? What's that got to do with anything? So the Ramban says, well, that's the remes. It's a hint at the totality of things. And the totality of things, of course, includes what's in the Torah. Finally, the Ramban says, Finally, the Rabban says, "V'zehu shamru mepnei shatchelet domel ayam v'yam domel rakia v'rakia domel kizeh kavod." Okay, that that's what Chazal meant. I, I don't know if he's quoting Chazal. We should take it literally, but he said. After all, Tchelet is like the sea, and the sea is like the sky, and the sky is somehow reminds us of the Kisea Kavod, right? Vadimayom Bashem Gam Agaven Tchelet Hamarot. Right? Edimayom Bashem Ki Berchokim Yukulam. So you see that according to the Ramban, according to the Ramban, what connects us to Kola Torah Kula, what connects us to Kola Torah Kula in through the Tzitzit is the Tchelet. It's not the counting of the strings or the knots or anything of that kind, but it's the tchelet. That's about tchelet is a color which gets us out of ourselves. You look at the tzitzit shel tchelet and you see the sea. You look at the tchelet, at the tzitzit shel tchelet, you see the sea and the sea reminds you of the sky, etc. In, in other words, it's somehow... It takes you out of this world. It doesn't allow you to be in a limited place, in, you know, in the in the room in which you're studying, or or in the city in which you live. But that blue is a, such an overwhelming, overwhelming color in nature. If you take the sea on the one hand and the sky on the other hand, I mean, that's the universe. And so when you think in terms of the universe, you have to connect yourself to God. That's what you're really thinking about. I mean, it's hard to say that when you buy something in a store, you're necessarily thinking about God. However, if you go and, uh, and see this, this blue, this blue then, I mean, you know that there was this idea of royal purple. The Romans forbade the Jews or anybody using the color because it was considered to be the color that was saved or designated for the king. They didn't want anybody using that color, just you know, using the color. So the Jews were not allowed to dye their tzitzes blue and, and eventually they lost the capacity to do it, even though today, as you know, there are people who are trying to who recover that uh, that capacity. So, in this context, I, I would like to read to you something that's not on the sheet. 
And that's in the Derech HaChayim of the Ramchal. But Moshe Chaim Lutzato, a very prolific writer, uh, lived uh, originally in Italy, then Amsterdam, and then uh, then he went to uh, Eretz Israel, where he died at a very young age. When you think of his age, you think of his uh, productivity, it's hard to find the, the connection. He talks about Tefillin and Tzitzis, but I just want to tell you what he said about Tzitzis. It's in the book called Derech HaChayim, in the, um, in the, uh, the Feldheim edition. In the Feldheim edition, it, I'm, gonna, I'm referring to page 149. So, Inyan too. he says, well, what are these Tzitzit all about? He says, Ginei Ratzah Adon Baruch Hu, God wanted that B'nai Yisrael should be fixed in all aspects and connected to Kedusha, to sanctity. And therefore, we receive mitzvot that apply to all the different times of the day, of the month, of the year. And they all uh, are about this issue of Kedusha, of the fact that we can... Uh, So he says, "Kedeshi took nubikulam, v'hinei bechlal mashal adam who amal bulshimshu ulovesh." And what's included when I talk about a person or people, I talk about also about the clothes that they wear, and 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 in order that they should be totally fixed in kedusha. Then he commanded she use So if you see you see that behind these words of the Derchaim of the Derch Hashem, I'm sorry, behind the words of the Derch Hashem is this idea that that uh, that people can find themselves coming close to God, this idea of Kedusha. In, in every aspect of their of their existence, it's not only not only making brachot or saying tefillot or doing things which obviously are connected to the idea of God, but there is also the possibility, also possibly, that things that you might not expect to find in that category are also in that category, like malbush, the clothes that you wear. So when God said put tzitzit on the clothing, when he said put tzitzit on the, on the beged, uh, it was as though God said, even the clothes you wear uh, can represent your connection to Kedusha. And that's if you produce, if there's a mitzvah associated with them. And so the mitzvah that's associated with them, with this Kedusha, is, uh, is the mitzvah of tzitzit. So kedusha, after all, means being close to God, and the mitzvot mean that you're close to God. So that if you're doing a mitzvah act, right, which encompasses you all the time, it's perfectly reasonable to imagine that that mitzvah act will bring you close to God. That that mitzvah act will bring you close to God. Okay.
And so that's tzitzis. So because of this derechayim, because of the derechayim, I, I thought to myself about the, the story of the expulsion of Adam and Chava from Gan Eden. So you see, they ate, Adam and Chava, they ate from the Eitzachayim. And uh, this is in Perikimel. Perikimel Pasuk. Perikimel Pasuk Vav. Vatera Yishaki Tova Eislam Achal Vachitavati Lainaim Venechmada Eitz Laskil. There was a, the woman, Chaba, she saw this was a good deal, eating from the pre. She took the fruit and she ate of it, right? This was after her husband, you know, Adam Arishon, So as a result of eating, the first thing, the first thing that that they discovered in this new world of post-eating of the Eitzachayim Tov Vara was that they were naked. And not only were they naked, what do you mean they discovered they were naked? They were naked before. No, no, but it annoyed them. that They thought it was wrong to be naked. So they stitched together fig leaves. Now you remember, at the end of Perik Bet, at the end of Perik Bet, it says, that a man, a man is so excited about the fact that the woman was created from his ribs. Now I understand why there's this idea of that, that men and women establish permanent relationships, families which are not torn asunder by accidental events. They don't just get together to procreate. They get together because that is the way it should be. And so, They were both naked, and it didn't bother them. Okay, Rashi has a different take on it, but it seems to me that what it might mean is that in a, in a situation of great sanctity, in a situation of great closeness to God, it's inconceivable that you would think that the way God produced or the result that was produced by God is unacceptable. You have to do something. 
Right? So then in, uh, in Pasuk 9, it says, Vayikra Hashem Elokim, El Adav Ayom Elah Yecha, Vayom Et Kolcha Shomati Bagan, Vayira, Ki Eroma Nochi Vechavei, so he, now he uses this idea as an excuse. Of course he didn't want to talk to God. He didn't want God to confront him. He didn't want, but he was, he was Erom. So he said, he said, well, I was not hiding from God, but I was just trying to take care of this problem that I have, a lack of tzniyut, as Rashi says. I am, I am naked. I am naked. What does that mean? Who too told you that you are naked? God says to, God says to, uh, to Adam Arishon. What do you mean who told him? He knew he was naked. He knew it all the time. But now he feels badly about it. So he blames his wife. That's, that's the nakedness. Like he lives suddenly in a world of make-believe, a world in which he thinks he can make up things that even God will not be able to, uh, would not know. I mean, how could he imagine such a thing? Then at the end of that parasha, at the end of the parasha, there's something uh, that is certainly noteworthy. Pasuk 21, That's the end of the story. The end of the punishment, the end of the the exile of Adam. And God dressed them with Kotnot Or. So this is the story. There are like four, like three stages. Stage one is that Adam and Chava were, were naked in Gan Eden. It doesn't seem to bother them. After they were ate from the Eitz Adat, they realized that they were naked. And they even used that as an excuse, saying that they were unable to relate to God during that time because they were naked. After God tells them the punishments that will uh, that they will receive, Adam and Chava, Adam and Chava are still naked. They have these fig leaves that they made for themselves. When God helps them out, and He gives them kotnot or, right, clothing made of leather, clothing of leather. So you see that that the the sin of of Adam Arishon, the, the sin of Adam Arishon and Chava has something to do with the makeup of the human being. The person who who had Busha, who was ashamed, who was not happy 
with himself. As a result of eating from the Eitzadat, before they ate of the Eitzadat, before they had entered into this world of duplicity, of secrecy, of transgression, they were at home with themselves. God made them as they were, naked in Gan Eden. I mean, how could they find fault with that? But afterwards, after they had sinned, suddenly their nakedness, their nakedness was oppressive to them. They couldn't live with the knowledge that everybody knew everything about them. They wanted to hide, and so they made these fig leaves, they covered themselves with fig leaves. Eventually, HaKadosh Baruch Hu gave them a sturdier form of clothing. Sturdier on the one hand, but a lot harder to get rid of. And so they were still kind of living in this world of duplicity, of lack of clarity, of hiding your true self behind some, uh, you know, hiding your true self behind your imagination of who you are and what you are. So suddenly it would seem that clothing itself, wearing clothing itself was uh, problematic, difficult, hard to understand. Uh, It didn't make sense to them. It didn't make sense to them at all. And so, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is the Derech HaChaim's point, Derech Hashem, the point of the Derech Hashem, is that God gave them clothes to wear and told them that if they put tzitzit on this clothing that they wear, they put tzitzit on the clothing, then they're on the road back. You know, they are turning back and coming back to... uh, to how the, the way they started out, where they were at home with themselves, where the Kedusha and the, uh, the nudity did not contradict each other. They were not subsumed by the idea of doing a chait. And so the Derech Hashem, and the Derech Hashem, and the Ramchal says that it's necessary for us to kind of fix ourselves from every aspect that we can find. And some things are indicated in the Torah. In particular, what is indicated in the Torah here is that um, the clothing that they felt so much a need for to cover up their nakedness, which again is reflected in their dissociating themselves from Gan Eden and from the former closeness to God, right? all of that can be fixed through tzitzis. Tzitzis does something. It's part of, it changes, it changes the kind of clothing you're wearing. It changes it from human clothing to divine clothing. And that's what we are looking for. That's what we are looking for. Have a wonderful Shabbos.